Today's scripture reading is from Gospel, John 6, 1 to 14. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him as they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii would not buy enough bread for each of them to get even a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many people? Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves. When he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled 12 baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, this is indeed the prophet who has come to the world. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. Good morning, church. Make sure to bring uh, with your neighbor and you can say that, I'm so glad you are here. I'm so glad you are here. I'm so glad you are here. It's so great to see all of you this morning. I can see some new faces and the, the faces that I haven't seen for a while. So welcome back and thank you. Finally, we have arrived on the last Sunday of our stewardship sermon series, Generous Beauty in Giving. Sometimes as a pastor, talking talking about money is hard, so I'm glad that we finally arrived on the last Sunday of our sermon series. In the past week, we discussed how generosity contributes to a worry-free and happier life and discovering joy and contentment in our lives. And last week, through Paul's teaching to the church in Corinth, we discovered that our act of giving enables God's grace to flow. And today we will continue to discuss what happens when we give. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for all the gifts that you have granted to us. And we thank you for the message that you prepared for us. Lord, I ask you to guide my tongues and lips and open our hearts and minds so that we can receive your words with our 
the thankful hearts. Thank you. We pray in your name. Amen. Can you see it? Here's a penny. Let me ask of you, what we can do, what can we do with this penny? Many of you think that, oh, there's nothing we can do, Pastor, with this little penny. Even we can't buy a piece of candy. It's useless. However, let's consider, what if each one of you bring one penny and we collect the penny for a month or for a year? And what if we ask our neighborhood, Westwood UMC, and other UMC churches in G&J, join us for collecting the pennies? The story would be different. This little penny has no power. This, this penny isn't that much. However, we as a collective body do something then we can bring greater things together. We can make something greater things together. Because when we bring this, when we willingly to give this penny that represent our time, our gifts, and our money to God, God blesses it. And God can make this, multiply it, and make it abundant to benefit us and benefit others in our community. That's what happens when we give. And even some more things like a penny. Today's gospel lesson is known as a feeding miracle. I'm sure you all know this story because you have heard this story from Sunday school. And most of the time, we, we read this story focusing on the miracle that Jesus performs and concreting the story to affirm Jesus' identity that Jesus is almighty, Jesus is powerful, Jesus is God, and his power is amazing. That's true. But today, I want you to pay attention to the conversations between Jesus and to his disciples, Philip and Andrew. The real conversation that would, would most likely happen in our real ministry setting. The story begins after observing the need of the crowd by Jesus. At verse six, Jesus said, where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? And Philip, who was realistic and practical, did the math quickly and responded to Jesus. Jesus, six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. What he meant was there was no way for them to buy enough bread to feed all people who were there. And meanwhile, a boy who saw the need for food came up to Andrew and 
offered what he said, what he had. But Andrew reported to Jesus the voice offering with a skeptical tone. He said, Jesus, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves of bread and two fish. But what are they among so many people? When I read this story of the here as a pastor, I can totally relate it, relate to their concerns. Every winter, we are approaching the winter season. Every winter, we as a church worry about how to cover all our snow remover costs and how to maintain our current old heating system with our limited financial resources. If the heating isn't working properly, it will greatly impact our nursery school, which is one of the significant ministry of our church. When budgeting time comes, our finance team is concerned about whether we can survive the next year. Year-round, this old building needs tender, loving care, which costs a lot of money. And recently, we had to fix our roof because of leaking. And recently, we have received a report from the nursing school that all school classroom doors and secret doors have some issues. So all doors need attention. As you are aware, and you heard boom, boom sound today, our sound system needs upgrading to avoid any interference. To revive our children and youth ministry, we need to hire someone to be in charge of it. Whenever we plan a special ministry event like Trunk or Tree, VVS, or Easter family event, Christmas cantata, we can't help, but we worry become skeptical because we tend to focus on what we lack rather than see what we have. However, in today's passage, Jesus reminds us and his disciples of who God is, the provider who knows our needs and who gives to us abundantly. Jesus was speaking to his disciples, acknowledging the scarcity among them and their limited resources to feed the crowd. However, he emphasizes the transformative power of trust when someone brings what they have to God. When Andrew reported the five loaves of bread and two fish that a little boy brought, Jesus saw the offering, not as a small, but enough to feed everybody who was there. And Jesus took the offering and he blessed it and distributed it to those who were there with Jesus. And the scripture says that they had fish and bread 
as much as they wanted. When they were satisfied, the disciples gather up the fragment left over and they filled 12 baskets. Amen? Your voice is too small. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's what Jesus, our Lord, and our God is doing with our offerings. From Andrew and Philip's perspective, the bread and fish the little boy brought were little. However, to God, it was enough to fulfill his mission and ministry. So one message this miracle story teaches us is that it is not our job to worry or to be skeptical. What we need to do is to trust in God and bring what we have to God so that God can use our offerings abundantly to fulfill God's mission and ministry. And the same miracle that Jesus performed in today's gospel lesson happens here at Hillsdale UMC. As I mentioned earlier, we as a church often worry about having enough money to cover all costs or having sufficient people for our mission and ministry. But you know what? God has blessed us abundantly. Last year, we began 2022 with worry, wondering if we could pay our apportionment to our conference. However, with God's blessing, we finished our uh, fiscal year with a surplus so that we were able to give 100% of our apportionment to our conference to support their mission and the ministry. And this year, as you see the number, I don't know if you are aware of it, um, at the back of the bulletin, there's the, uh, the budget and the income and expenses. So you see, yeah, it, it needs to be updated, but um, as you see the number in the bulletin, we are heading towards a surplus again with your generous giving. And out of our words, or special ministries such as VBS, Trunk or Treat, Easter Family Event, and Christmas, and Easter Quintana, and all mission drives that we have done last year, last year and this year were completed successfully with enough volunteers and abundant resources. Our leader, our lay leader, Lisa Brinker, said in her message on Laity Sunday that although we are small, we are mighty in God's mission and ministry. Amen. 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 I believe that is possible because of your generous giving with your time, your money, your gifts, and your loving hearts to support your church, church's mission and the ministry. I also believe that that makes who we are as a church and as a family of God. 
Last Sunday after church, I asked some of you to answer the following question. Why do you give your time and your money to church? While listening their answers, I could not help, but I had to give thanks to God for their generous hearts in giving and their love towards church. So let us watch the video together. Because the church gives me a lot of wealth, and I feel like I have to uh, give back to the church. Recently, I did some planting with, uh, with children from the nursery school, and that was, uh, that was not a chore at all. It was a very, uh, it felt like you were passing the torch sometimes. And I think that's a lot about, about the giving as well. You're, you're doing a lot of this to, to pass the torch on to the next generation. I was all alone at the beginning of the pandemic, and I realized the church was open. So I started to attend church again, and I found a whole new family there at the church. And that's why I, I give to the church, because I want to make sure that everybody else has the same chance as I had. It's important to be in God's stand and to do what God asks us to do. And he provides us with so many blessings that we have to give that back to our church, to our friends, to our family, and ultimately to God. And I love every minute of it. I enjoy it so much. I love my church. And this is a gift to my God. I support this church because of the people that are in it. I know I've said that before, but it's true. We have a, this is not just a building. It's a group of people that we help each other. We love each other. We care about each other. And, uh, and I will continue to support this church for that reason. Um, because I, cause I, love, I, I, love to, I love to serve God and I love to make people happy. And to spread the community of faith. my time and my money because God has been very good. I've been very blessed in my life and I want to pay it forward. This church has been our home for 30 years, hard to believe, and this faith community is our family. Why wouldn't we give? We're, we're giving back because we've received so much uh, over these 30 years from this faith community. As a family member, it's part of our responsibility to our family to give what we can. To me, church is the people, and I love my community of, of friends and family, and it's something that I enjoy doing by uh, giving what I can in my time and my service to God. We were blessed greatly by God, so why not share what we have? Absolutely. Simple. God is generous to us and given us his grace and we need to share that grace and whatever gifts he's given us with others to share jesus with the world god is good all the time and all the time god is good i love our church i love our god and i love servicing or, or doing this providing this service in both capacities and i'm honored to do it we give time and money to church because we're God's hands and on the earth. We have the ability to do it. We, we have enough to share. So we do. I've been 
here for 70 years, and this is my home right here. It's my family, and I need it very badly. We give money and time for the church because God has asked us to help serve Him and this event. I would gladly have people uh, talk to me about it because it's, a, it's an easy job to do. There's a lot of little projects and um, we'll be gladly train anybody to do it. But I really enjoy doing it. It's our commitment to help the Lord, to help our church, to help it grow. We give to the church because this is our spiritual home where we come to be connected and there are bills to be paid. There's heat, there's light, there's all sorts of bills. So it's only logical that we should contribute to help cover the expenses. Yeah, and I just feel God has been so good to us, uh, been so gracious to us in our, in our lives that I just, I wanna be able to share some of those uh, benefits with others as well. We grow in community with each other, so I want to support something good. To me, it's most important for all the abundant blessings which God has given to me every single day, and it's the least I can do to give back my time to the church and my support financially for the blessings of finances that God has given me. So thank you to those who participate in filming. This video shows only a partial view of our church. There are more people, including you, who are not included in this video, but who like to give their time and their money and their gifts to the church so that we can do greater things together as a church. And we can serve God, and we can serve those in need, and we can uh, do the mission locally and globally. So please know that whatever you give to God and to church is not small, but enough to bless us and bless those in need. And God wants us to use our gifts so that God's, God's grace can flow through us and then God can bring his kingdom on earth through our acts of generosity. So church, Let's continue to give whatever you have. It is okay, it is a small. I mentioned earlier, even penny is not small in God's eyes. So continue to contribute your time and your money and your resources to bring God's kingdom on earth. Amen. Amen. Amen.